Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Faith is our victory that overcomes the world. Faith that pleases God. Look at Enoch's life. How is that faith expressed? Faith that believes pleases God, believes God. Faith that pleases God, believes God. In verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 11, and says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives, so we can be our hands and What would our testimony of faith be? And how do we walk by faith? In today's teaching, Pastor Ed will use the life of Enoch to teach us what it means to live a life of faith. He tells us that a life that pleases God is a life that is lived by faith. What we believe about God determines how we respond to God. Trusting God in the blessings and crises of our lives is an example of living by faith. Everyone who walks by faith will have a testimony and be a witness for God. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, the faith of Enoch. Building in faith. I'll continue the mini-series on faith. We began with, with Abel. Abel talked about his faith. God talked about his faith in terms of his worship. Now, when we look at Enoch, the next person that we'll be studying, we're looking at faith in terms of our walk. So Abel, by faith, he offered a better sacrifice than Cain did. And he was declared righteous. And his life, though cut short, still speaks to us today. He worshiped by faith. When you worship by faith, your songs will never, ever cease because you're going to be in the choir in heaven, even if you can't make it over here. (laughs) When you walk by faith, it's a walk of intimacy and closeness with God. And then Noah speaks of the work of faith. And so next week, we'll focus on the work of faith. Turn in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 to 6. The life that pleases God. The life that pleases God. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The life that pleases God is a life lived by faith. Remember the first day you committed your life to Christ? You made a decision to follow the Lord? 
It was a step of faith. Maybe you had to walk down a long aisle. Maybe you had to raise your hand and you were nervous about raising your hand. Maybe you had to just simply step out with someone and say, I'm going to pray that prayer of faith as you witness and as you share the gospel with me. But the beginning of the journey was the beginning of faith. The difficulty sometimes is that um, we stop there. Yes, we open that door and we walk into that new life by faith. But then we just seem to stay in the doorway and don't move forward. In order for us to grow, in order for us to experience all that God wants us to experience, there has to be a continual walk of faith. Robert Frost wrote the poem, The Road Not Taken. In that last section of the poem, he writes, I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. A hundred years from now, none of us will be here. We will be able to look back, though, and look at what really made the difference in this present journey in this world, and it will boil down to faith. Faith is our victory that overcomes the world. Faith that pleases God. Look at Enoch's life. How is that faith expressed? Faith that believes, pleases God, believes God. Faith that pleases God, believes God. In verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 11, and it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe. Living a life that pleases God should be every one of our goals. As we think of the new year and we write down our list of goals, we write down our list of what we want to accomplish, on the very top of the list should be a faith response to God, believing him. Well, the first thing that the text tells us is that believing has to do with God's existence. Now, now, that doesn't mean that we simply say, well, God exists. Oh, no, that's the devils believe God exists. All sorts of people believe God exists. In fact, I would say the great majority. But we have a faith in God's revelation. Say that with me. Have a faith in God's revelation. Now that's a, a self-revelation. That's what the author of Hebrews is talking about. That's what he wants us to focus on. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. The text is not just saying, believe there's a God. No, no. It's saying, believe in the God who revealed himself to us through Scripture. Believe in his self-revelation. 
If you go to someone and they tell you who they are and what they can do, and they say, listen, I'm a good car mechanic, I can fix your car, I know you've been having problems, and you don't believe them, you're not going to take your car to them, right? If you go to a doctor and you need a, a surgery, and the doctor says, well, I could do it, I have a proven record, and you simply think, no, I don't believe it, I'm gonna, you're not going to go to him. What we believe about God determines how we respond to God. What we believe about God is the most important part about us. And so God wants us to believe his self-disclosure. He is a God who is all-knowing. He never lives on the slope of a question mark. He knows the answers. He is a God who is all-powerful. With him, nothing, nothing is impossible. He is a God who is absolutely everywhere. You can't flee from his presence. You can't run from him. He, he is there. He is a God who is holy. He is a God who is just. A God who is righteous. A God who is merciful and kind and loving. There's no God like Jehovah. And when we come to know this God who reveals his character to us through Jesus Christ, through the scriptures, through our personal journey, it changes our lives. So what the scripture is saying is don't take out of your fallen nature your sinful nature and project on him what you think he is like. No, no, listen to him. Hear his word. Let his word burn in your heart because when that burns in your heart, that gives you confidence to live in faith. God's very character inspires faith in us because we come to a God who is in absolute control of everything. Now, we may not always understand everything for sure, but he is in control. The text says something else, so it doesn't stop there. Believing involves not only his character, his self-revelation, involves something about us, that we believe his declaration. We will have faith in God's declaration. Uh, throughout the scripture, God tells us to come to him. Throughout the scripture, God invites us to come to him. Throughout the scripture, God wants us to come to him. It says that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. God has said over and over again to us, if we seek him with all of our hearts, we will find him. If we turn our hearts towards him, we will meet with him. You know the passage of scripture that we talk over and over again in our congregation about, we've watched it fulfilled, we're watching it being fulfilled. In Jeremiah 29, 11, 13, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That's what God has been doing all through this journey. We started off the journey saying, God, we want to follow you. And God said, okay, take a step of faith. Well, God, that's risky. 
You know who I am. And you know if you seek me, I'll meet you. And God, God met us, providing for us financially, the selling of properties that were an absolute miracle. And then when we take this giant step of faith to renovate the building without furniture, well, we were going to bring the furniture from over here. All of a sudden said, okay, my children, you believed. I'm going to bless you. And what he did was provide furnishings well over $200,000 to furnish here at our church to furnish Casperkill. We had so much, we had to give it away to churches, to organizations. See, God never comes up short. But then God says to us in the midst of it, okay, I did my part. Will you believe me and will you trust me? Because the walk of faith means that you have to learn to trust God. And he calls us to sacrifice. So we give sacrificially. We work sacrificially. We serve sacrificially. And he meets us. And he meets us. And he meets us. He gives us the opportunity to be a part of his great plan. So we believe what he says in his word. It says in the scripture, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. The point is this. When you hit a hard place, a difficult place, don't stop praying. Now, when you pray, do listen, because God does speak. God does show you, this is the way, walk in it. This is what I want you to do. And oftentimes, he doesn't show you until you get to the corner. No, I I thought I was going to make a left turn. No, 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 you make a right turn. This is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. And as we're... Praying with a listening heart, God promises to direct our steps. Amazing things happen when you seek God knowing that his word is true. He will reward you all along the journey. It may be difficult, and at times it is, but he gives you joy. It may be a storm, but he gives you peace. It may be dark, but he is that lamp unto your feet, that light unto your way. Every step of the way, he rewards those who seek him. He won't come up short for you. He will fulfill everything he said. See, being a Christian means that your life is not only begun in faith, It's maintained and sustained by faith. The just shall live by his faith, by her faith. Every step of the way, God is saying, lean on me, trust in me. Well, God, there's some water there. Well, either I'll open the Red Sea for you, or you'll walk on the water, but you'll get through it. You'll get through it. Trusting God is an example of faith. And so 
those who will walk in faith, the faith that pleases God, first they believe in God's self-revelation, that he exists, that he is who he says he is. And then they don't stop. They said, I'm going to knock because God promises to open the door. I'm going to seek because God promises I'll find. I'm going to pursue because God said, if you seek me, you will find me. I mean, someone in the house must know what I'm talking about. Someone must know that in a dark moment you prayed. In a difficult time you sought him. And God just stepped in. And it all changed. And it does when he comes in. Now, there's something else that happens with this walk of faith. Everyone who will walk the walk of faith, you'll have a testimony. You'll be a witness. I'm using the message translation of Hebrews 11.5, where it says, by an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. I know some of you are praying for that. That's the rapture for us. For Enoch and Elijah, it was a translation right to heaven. Two Old Testament characters. They looked over, they looked all over and couldn't find him because he had been taken. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken, he pleased God. If you walk by faith, people will know it. It just It communicates. If you walk by faith, people will see it in your life. You don't have to tell it. They'll see it. I I think about the embodiment of the message. Because you could see in the text, for before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. Now, that's an incredible statement when you think about it. Because you have to go back to the book of Genesis, the fifth chapter, and when you go back to the book of Genesis, the fifth chapter, you discover that paradise was truly lost. It was a a terrible time, a difficult time. There was a spiritual apostasy, there was disobedience, there was all sorts of immorality, there were all sorts of, well, it looked like today. It was filled with difficulties. But what happened is Enoch began to embody a message. Why would people say Enoch walks with God? Well, he was going in a different direction than the world was going. They were going one way, he was going another way. Why would they say Enoch walks with God? They could sense a presence about him. They sensed that... uh, He had the companionship of the divine, that the presence of God was with him. Now, you know when someone's walking with God. You sense the glory. You sense the presence. You sense the confidence. You sense the peace. You sense Jesus with him. And so to walk with God embodies a message. We become the message. We become a sermon. All of, our life is, all of our lives are saying something. If you were in Hebrews 11, what would your testimony of faith be? I mean, if you made that hall of fame in Hebrews 11, what would it be? 
What would it look like? Well, for Enoch, people knew the favor of God was on him. Why did that happen in Enoch's life? The favor of God. Uh, look at the way God answers the favor of God. The pleasure of God. Here's a man who walks with God. What message sums up your life? What message would sum up who you are? You know how we do that in eulogies. Oftentimes I'll look through a person's Bible and see what verses they underlined or see what notes they wrote in. I'll talk to the family, and the family will share with me characteristics, maybe a favorite statement, maybe things that they were involved in. All of those things embody who they were. And at a funeral service, you, in the eulogy, want to capture who they were as a person. Think about what would the message of your life be? Not only do we embody the message, but he went to, well, and we all have to, in the book of Jude, he proclaimed the message. In the book of Jude, it says, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and convict all ungodly of all ungodly acts they have done in an ungodly way. And all the harsh words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. See, what Enoch was doing, think about this. Enoch prophesied a coming judgment. Now, the flood would come centuries later. There was that judgment. But he saw literally millenniums ahead. He saw Jesus breaking through the eastern sky with an army of angels and an army of the saints of God coming back. He had a prophetic vision of the future. What keeps you in the present is what you know about the future. What he knew about the future was that Jesus Christ, that God, was going to come back and right every wrong and judge every man. So Enoch was saying, I'm living for that day. Now that day was going to be a while, a while off. We're still waiting for it. But that's how you walk by faith. You walk by faith by living for the day when Christ is coming. He came the first time and he's going to come a second time. That's his promise. Faith does that. And he proclaimed the message. The message of God's judgment. Now his son Methuselah lived the longest in the Old Testament and he died the very year that the flood came. It's interesting that he was a preacher of righteousness. Now I know, I know, I know. It's very hard and it's getting increasingly more difficult to preach righteousness in this generation that's sliding down the cesspool of sin. But nevertheless, faith helps you to proclaim the truth about God. Your faith 
helped you proclaim righteousness. And that's exactly what he's doing. He is a witness for God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the next several broadcasts, Pastor Edward Jones will explore the faith of Abel, Enoch, and Noah. We'll learn that faith is crucial in our lives as followers of Christ. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access an archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or, if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. Your word reset.